0: Psst, did you know you could give me a rating? That would be so sick. So if you could go to like Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you listen to it and give me like a five star or like a 10 bags of popcorn, that would be cool. And guess what? It's It takes like two seconds, so it's it's really kind of cool and easy. But if you don't want to, that's okay because guess what? Here is the episode. Oh, sick. Yeah. <laughs> dude. You never know. Dude, also, when I, I when I saw your, like, avatar picture, I was like, who the fuck, what old, really old dude did I add on here? <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude. That's that weird face-up that was going on several years ago.
0: That's awesome, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, man. That looks- I hope it's accurate i look good
0: <laughs> dude yeah dude i like for uh h- how old were they making you do you even do you know
1: i think it must be 60 plus <laughs> Something like that. i that's don't remember ma- though
0: <laughs> that's awesome holy shit dude um well dude yeah like how have you been what have you been
1: up to man good just uh living Hell are we yeah. starting right now are we done oh we yeah I, now?
0: I, I, I'll, I'll i could uh yeah i just i just i just started it from now i i usually would say oh, shit great. but i'd be like oh let's just go
1: <laughs> okay cool yeah i've been good uh just been chill trying to write um the new movie and uh get ready to record with uh the lolos in in february
0: dude <laughs> that oh so so you're yeah uh you're working on another movie, like how oh, that's okay, so like because when I saw like oh no 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 what I was gonna say was how was the reception with Grieve? How has it been?
1: It's been chill. It's um slow, I guess. Yeah. Um but but um good as it goes, yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Um it's interesting, like I I um gauge how it's seen unfortunately with like letterbox.com. Oh, okay. So like my that that's like such a small like pinprick of 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 an audience, you know, like yeah. not everyone has a letterbox, do you know. Yeah. Um so I'm sure it's getting seen a lot more than I think it is. Yeah. Uh but um based on letterbox, you know, it's like 62 views.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's that's awesome. Dude. Yeah. Because, uh, what was it I was gonna say? Because I I watched it I think like a month ago or something like that, and it like it gave like I, it gave me this like weird the, the the same feeling that I can equate to watching a Clockwork Orange. Like it ga- uh, it made me feel something
1: weird, <laughs> but like that's funny, yeah, dude. You don't like horror movies, so uh, thanks for watching
0: it, <laughs> dude. Exactly, like because I, mean, I was like. It like yeah, I I hate horror movies and I was just like, oh man, but Rob did this. So like I wanna see it. Like I was just like <laughs> Yeah, so I was I was definitely like going into it thinking like fuck I'm gonna be like not be able to sleep and <laughs> all this shit and like it's okay, not very scary. No, no, it, it definitely it but it was like more of like a, a like psychological thing that would like mm-hmm. if if anything that would have fucked with me and I was just like, Oh good, because like Again, I was definitely thinking I was going to be scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, mental is the game. I, I never set out to make a scary movie. Yeah. Just a movie with, you know, horror elements or things from horror. Yeah. To put in like um, more of like a European art house movie or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. So is that is that like like because I'm not a huge I'm not even a huge movie watcher in general. So like when yeah. you said like European, like is that what you were like going for? Is that what type of style it is, I guess?
1: Um it's just more what I watch. So okay. I think that's more more the influence there. Um then, you know, I mean I grew up watching horror and I love horror now, but uh like I think yeah. I think the art house thing kind of took over more with that one
0: oh okay dude and like so you did you write that idea by yourself or did you have like other people helping or anything yeah i wrote
1: it um like uh the bones and like the the muscles of it and then um dash from uh horse um went over it and like made it sound a little prettier and um made it look like a screenplay and uh Made me sound a little smarter, I guess.
0: <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Like, but like what I, I know this is, I feel like this is like such a weird, like almost like a vague question or open ended or whatever. But like, how did you come up with that premise? Like, th- have you always had this idea in mind or did one day, did it just hit or something?
1: Um, My, um, my friend and a bunch of our friend and uh, mm-hmm. my, one of my friend circles, he took his own life once upon a time like shortly in like 2020 and then that spurred the idea for me mostly um just like thinking of ways or like um ways to visualize uh like demons or self demons or like what depression is like like just literally just make it so like Cause the movie's very slow, so like the movie is about you know depression. So, the movie your days go that way, you know, they yeah. hang like molasses, yeah. Um, and then so, yeah, I was just trying to put myself in his um, his shoes as kind of like a cathartic thing, writing about it and oh. just like reasoning with it, and then, um, yeah, then. Just put all the genre elements in there, like with the monster and all that garbage and (laughs) uh, made it not so depressing, you know, like, because once you have something like a monster come in there, then it's not as, um, it makes what happened happens at the end a little less serious. You know, it's not as, um, not as, uh, upsetting, I guess, when you have, you know, some skull monster from the woods uh, <laughs> haunting him instead of pure unbridled depression that you know would manifest itself in you know other ways visually
0: yeah dude that's like he- it's so crazy because like hearing that makes it make like even more sense after like like hearing that like i i I, i'm so surprised i didn't put together like the depression thing because now that i think about that it's like oh fuck that makes sense like like and like the whole like monster demon that that mask thing looks fucking gnarly it looks so cool i i think that looked fucking awesome um
1: oh thank you yeah i have it on top of my uh in my kitchen my uh cupboards i have like space on top so i have that and like it's claws and a bunch of uh, fake sticks on top of my thing, like a <laughs> like it's coming out of there. <laughs> oh,
0: dude, that's badass, <laughs> dude! Like, uh, okay, so okay, now that you brought up the, the monster, like, what gave you the idea for that, like, monster specifically?
1: Um, ju- I I had sketched out a bunch of things, um, different versions. Um, and I had sent those to the, um, special makeup effects dude, Bill yeah. Spataro, and he came up with something to fit our budget. Cause our budget wasn't very large, especially for, you know, the costume I wanted to do was a little more human involved and we didn't have somebody to play it. Um, oh. the dude who is playing it most of the time is, uh, the first AD, uh, oh. Joe Casey. And we, we pretty much like just sprung it on him then. (laughs) It's like, you got to get under it. It's just like, no one else can do it. Like you got to do it. So, um, and it's, it's just a a skull on a stick with some like sticks coming out of it. And like, um, like somebody inside of that thing is holding the stick and motioning the head and all that. So it's pretty fun.
0: Dude, yeah, because it look it like I thought it looks like r- it looked it looks gnarly and like I feel like that could be like I love like now like because thinking about it like symbolizing, like symbolizing like depression or whatever like in that in that like realm like even just that ca- that like character alone like could I feel like would be such like a horrifying character in its like own movie. Like It would, that could be so fucking creepy just because like, did it ever make any noise or sound or anything?
1: Yeah. I mean, it kind of, um, so it like vocalizes, uh, that's what it was. Yeah. The, um, the person that, that he lost, like he uses her voice and, uh, yeah.
0: Oh shit. Yeah. Mostly
1: her voice. That's so like manipulates it.
0: Dude, like, I, like, (laughs) you saying that just makes me think, like, what the, how the fuck did I not get that? Like, I, because, (laughs) (laughs) because now thinking about it, like, oh, that fucking makes sense. Like, dude, that's, (laughs) that's so cool. Like, dude, how did it, like, one thing that I think is so fucking cool is that, like, you had a crew working with you. Like, that's, like, a dream of mine to, like, be, like, a part of something like that. Like, I think that's so Sick. So, like, how did it feel to actually have all these people working with you?
1: It was really good. I mean, it's, a, it's been a dream of mine all my life. So, when it happened, when I could convince all of these people to come together and um, do this for free for yeah. me. And, like, um, I didn't really feel it until it got to be too much. Um, oh, okay, when I was like starting to run out of money and all that because we had sixteen thousand, but it's like we spent so much flying people out and like, oh, yeah, people don't think about how much it costs to uh, to to feed everybody., oh, that's um, true. <laughs> and like feed them well, <laughs> like feed them to where they're not still hungry. yeah <laughs> like and you never take into account who's Stomachs are going to be on set. Like, yeah, our, the sound recordist, um, this young person named Owen, uh, that was operating the boom and all that, was eating the most. <laughs> it <was> like, <laughs> it's the smallest person on there, just <laughs> eating so much. But yeah, just yeah, but yeah, it, it was awesome. I, I went off a tan- on a tangent there, but it was awesome. But also stressful. Like Ooh. I, I cried. At least once, just off to the side, <laughs> dude. Dude, I, <laughs> well, dude, like, it.
0: I I totally get that. Like, I I would feel like so overwhelmed because, like, I feel like even like the videos that Danny and I do, like, like we're just like doing it basically off the cuff, like, and just be like, oh shit, uh, do this now, like, like, but like having to be a director and be like, no, stick to this or whatever the fuck, like, that feels like that could be so much, that would be so intense to do, to actually have to direct people.
1: Yeah, and you think, you know, I I wrote the, the script and everything, and still, like, if you have such a small crew like that, I think we had, like, six people working at the most. Yeah. Um, like, people who actually knew what they were doing, like, if you don't have a script supervisor though, like, somebody there to be, like, kind of not directing, but like reminding everybody what's going on. (laughs) Um, It's, it's rough. Um, We figured it out, but it was, it was uh, definitely a learning experience and the schedule. It's tough staying on a schedule, just being like, okay, we need to get this many shots in one day, have this many setups and blah, blah, blah. We need to like move to this place. It's like, I don't know, orchestrating all of that is just so silly. (laughs)
0: dude because now that now that you said that because i helped my Danny and i helped our friend film a music video and he like he had a script supervisor and stuff and it was just like i never again now you saying it makes it put it into even more perspective that she was like saying okay uh we need to be on this shot at one o'clock or whatever the fuck and i was like Mm -hmm. like why like and then but like it makes sense so then now you're on a timeline to like get that shit done instead of being like oh let's take a break or go eat or some shit
1: yeah no it's it's wild because like we i there's at least like four um shots or like moments that we didn't get it didn't hurt what was going on yeah exactly but like we only had um, Danielle for four days, and one of those days was the first day. So it was like, oh, we were we weren't stumbling or anything like that. Everything went well, but yeah. <clears throat> just a time management with all of that stuff is just it's a learning thing. And then by the time you learn, it's almost over. <laughs> it's, it's fascinating,
0: dude. And <laughs> that that's yeah because like at at the very end you're like well it's like being on tour when you're like loading your van like you're like Mm -hmm. like you at first you're like okay i we packed it in there and on like the last day you're like now it's perfect like yeah and then you'll be like (laughs) oh i need to remember this next time nope and then you just pack it all in again all shitty yeah trust like that totally makes sense
1: (laughs) yeah every tour like Especially these short ones that we're doing, my voice gets like it'll start off okay. And then by the last show, it's great. And it's like, oh, like it'd be <laughs> nice to go another week or whatever.
0: <laughs> Dude, I bet because that's how Danny is too. He'll be like, he'll, he'll, he'll almost every show, he'll forget how to do it <laughs> and he'll be like, mm-hmm. um, Okay and then like mid like mid first song he's like oh this is how you do it and then like again like a couple days into like touring he's just like oh yeah now I'm now I'm feeling it like I'm like and then it's like again last day is just like god damn it
1: yeah it's something i think responsibly should be uh practiced every day but it's <laughs> got time for it you know exactly Don't wriggle around and scream or
0: whatever <laughs> dude just like <laughs> that'd be awesome just to see like imagine someone seeing you through your like window like just like practicing like your stage presence, <laughs> <laughs> dude that but like again like knowing so oh yeah because I had been wanting to watch it forever, but like, I totally forgot that you did that morning deliveries. So I literally watched it last night and dude, you're like in Grieve and morning deliveries. I love some of the, like the, the shots you get, like some of them are just like, oh, thank you. are beautiful dude. Like, and it's, and whatever cameras you were using, like, uh, look phenomenal but like like the morning deliveries like there was one shot where he was like crump like crumbling the note like at one point i was just like it just looked perfect and oh no there was one where you it was like just a shot of like looking down the road where he came into the scene or something like that It looked amazing <clears throat> it was fucking awesome oh uh, thank you yeah
1: dude yeah um, those were both uh ari alexa i think oh, and then right. um on the uh grieve one we had some cool vintage anamorphic lenses oh
0: Uh, no way
1: that's why those were made it so pretty
0: dude yeah dude that that's that's like one thing when i was watching i was like dude this looks amazing like i love the quality of that like like because having like you could have a good fucking movie but if the camera quality shit like it's like oh well I don't like listening to a record that sounds really bad. Most of the time you're like, oh, I would love to hear it, but like I can't hear the kick or whatever the fuck like, and yeah, uh, it
1: creates an obstacle.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: Especially with modern brands as we like going back in time to like eight bit art and like video games is so tough for some people. Yeah. Myself included. <laughs> But I do love I love uh shitty sounding music
0: though. Dude, me no no me too. <laughs> like, like straight up like like uh what I'll always tell like everyone is like one of my favorite records ever recorded is uh Judas goats and Diesel leaders by Ed Gein. Uh Oh yeah. That that record is isn't like technically the greatest sounding but to me it's like the most raw live shit ever and I love that so
1: much. Yeah, it's pretty mean. I think they recorded it live,
0: dude. That, it oh, f- that makes sense. Like ev- every time I record, I'm like, I want that sound. Like I know, like in modern time, no one wants that like garbage. But like I, I love that quote unquote garbage.
1: <laughs> That's the shit, man. I mean, it gets it gives you that um, just like that live sound. Like so you you get exactly what you paid for when you go see it live, especially with Ed Gein. Yeah. Like they were kind of the exact, I don't want to say photocopy of, of their, their records because, but yeah, they're, were, they're were pretty spot on.
0: Dude. Like, because I, I remember seeing a flyer from forever ago. Like it was like you, Ed Gein and like two other bands that were like, how the fuck were they all on the same bill? Like, that's ridiculous. Like that, that that is that's so sick, I never got the the chance to see them, but they they they're like one of the my favorite bands ever.
1: that tour was really cool um it was a i think one of i think Sipus was on some of it <laughs> um <the> maybe <laughs> um but yeah they the uh drummer of that band loved coffee, um and he loved Starbucks, but he would not spend money on Starbucks, <laughs> yeah, so Danny would go steal um, a <laughs> bunch of bags of of uh, beans from Starbucks and sell them to uh, the drummer of Ed Gein so that he didn't have to support them.
0: <laughs> Dude, that's so awesome!
1: And now he owns a uh, roastery? Yeah, I think oh, that's the, oh yeah, what it's re- yeah I'm recess. pretty sure he's yeah. a uh, yeah, very cool.
0: Dude, yeah, like every every time i see it i'm like because like i i love i uh, now on the coffee like i love coffee but like i can't drink black coffee it just (laughs) i'm 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 just like polluted with sugar at this point so like but like whenever like you can find something that like is like made specifically like that i feel like it it always tastes better
1: yeah 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 I can't stand coffee with anything in it. So I'm oh, the no opposite. Way. <laughs> I, I, can't, I love black coffee. I just, either iced, I, that's the only thing I like in it is ice.
0: Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like before I got on this podcast, I drank a bunch of iced coffee. Oh, seriously? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Dude. Like, as long as it's good. But I mean, I'll I'll even drink, uh, you know, Folgers black. It's It's all good to me.
0: Dude, see, like, I, so, okay, with that, do, do you do you know how you developed that palette, or have you always liked black coffee?
1: So, I love the smell. Yes. And I feel like drinking it,
0: the only way you're going
1: to emulate that smell is by drinking it in its purest form. Okay. Once you put all that gooblygop in there with the freaking milk <laughs> and the sugar and all that stuff, and you hold it up to your nose as you're drinking it. You get a completely different smell than what you smelled when I was brewing. So I guess that's why I like it. I don't know because okay. my parents they definitely put a ton of milk and you know sugar in it when they drink coffee.
0: Damn, dude! Like because I've I've always every time like basically whenever I brew a cup of coffee or get it like I'm I always there's a most of the time I do try try to try it without it, but I'm like, dude, this how do. in my brain, it's like, how do you do that? Like it, (laughs) um, yeah. And then I,
1: it's an acquired taste though. I mean, I think if, if you just, I mean, I don't know, but I, I, I say that. Um, but I think I liked it like that from the very beginning. Um, I think it just, I think as a kid or as a teen, when I would drink it, it felt more adult to drink it black that's true probably yeah. just stuck like that
0: yeah <laughs> that's awesome i love like yeah i like black coffee because like come, come on over like <laughs> we could In a dirty mug Yeah. <laughs> <In> a, <laughs> oh dude i just imagine like it gross dude like that's awesome <laughs> dude oh, oh and then oh uh, yo you were saying that you're uh working on another like project or like another film or screenplay, whatever. The I don't know. I know the words. I don't know what it is, but like script. There we go. Um. Uh. What is is it going to be like? Another horror type film, or what is this one going to be about?
1: Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I think everything I I ever do, if I get to do more, um, will be horror just because it's it's my my bread and butter yeah. and i want to you know create movies that i would like to see and i think there're sh- a shortage of you know visually splendid like just like i don't know um there's a a specific genre i'd like to get into but i think i need more money than I, what i'm allowed to get right oh. now or what i'm <laughs> able to to acquire yeah um so I'm kind of just writing to my budget while also uh writing movies for this pie in the sky day when I can get like a million dollars to make a movie you know like hell yeah so I have like a quote unquote trunk full of those but this movie I'm writing um is like a moderately budget budgeted uh one like aiming for 20,000 but I have like tiers of how I could make it. Like I'm writing it so that like it can be broken down into like five thousand dollar intervals, you know. Oh,
0: that's awesome. Um
1: yeah, just like emergency proofing it, you know, plan A, B, C, D, you know, type thing. Um, but it's more I mean it's the same in that it's um slow. I just love slow films, but it's more action oriented, more science fiction, but also just very violent uh hitman horror
0: oh sick okay that's awesome and like how did they like with that like how did these ideas come to you again that sounds so fucking like like vague but like did this idea just pop into your head and you're like i gotta write right now
1: i i wrote i usually like write ideas and then put them away somewhere and then if something sticks in my mind for a long period of time i know it's something that i should revisit and this one um i think it said my original file was two years ago and i had written the beginning of it in like literary form like a short story okay and i kept thinking about it um just in terms of like filmmaking and how it might be easy and kind of fun to do like some film magic, um, in terms of like how this character gets from one place to to another because it's like a bunch of like arcane ritual stuff where it's like evil teleportation to put it like lightly, oh, or, like okay. in simple terms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. It's a very
1: <laughs> weird, weird, like interdimensional um horror movie type oh. thing about a yeah just a hitman that has to kill to live
0: oh damn that's awesome oh dude that sounds that sounds so awesome so like <laughs> with that like are you uh do you already have like are you done like or getting close to done to be being done writing it, and do you have like an yeah. idea of when you want to start filming
1: um so i'm i have the first draft done, and then I need to hand that off to. My editor friend and he will work it down. And uh, Dash will also go in there and like poke holes in what I've written and like question me and then probably, uh, you know, add things again, make it smarter and put it in screenplay format. And then once I have that, I'll present it to uh, my team or Evan's team. The guy who shot uh and produced uh Grieve and Morning Deliveries. Oh, sick. Uh yeah, he has a production team with his partner, uh Mark, and uh they've they produced both of those films. So I'll present it to them and beg them to shoot it with me <laughs> and then uh see when they can do it. They've already confirmed it, but like it's all about like getting them to uh give me a date yeah. and then me going to investors and begging for money
0: <laughs> <laughs> like okay so like with that like going to investors like like ha- have you because i know when i think you did grieve you did indiegogo <laughs> or whatever the fuck like one like uh kickstarter mm-hmm. or whatever like have you ever gone to like oh you said investors but have you ever gone to like I don't even know who would you go to for that type of shit? Like, I have no idea
1: at this point. It's like people who have, uh, spoken to me after they've seen grieve and have, um, expressed interest in that sort of thing. And then since grieve, now that I have, you know, a certain amount of context, that I can put the word out to and see if they'd be interested in partially funding it or investing, et cetera. So yeah, it's, um, my goal is to, and this is all just so inside baseball, but my goal is (laughs) to, uh, get it privately funded and not have to do an Indiegogo. But I will probably have to fall down on an Indiegogo to get me, you know, push you over. I don't know yeah yeah
0: yeah no which which i feel like is is not bad anyways like because all the people that did help you like on all this like fucking want to see this shit like like i was like when i first saw grieve was getting made or whatever like i i i donated because i was like oh dude this is sick like i would hope someone if i did that i would hope someone would do the same shit for me because it's like it's like a dream that you're you're getting to live out which you did which is fucking awesome and knowing that you're moving on to a second one is even fucking cooler
1: the tough thing about uh crowdfunding is that somebody always expects something in return like so whether it be like a poster or a blu-ray it's like it's tough because as an as somebody who who's doing it myself no one's helping me yeah. after the film like from when we were done shooting like it was all me except for you know Evan would would export something I mean I'm leaving people out like uh, Michael <laughs> was scoring the entire time with, with post production and stuff like that but yeah. it's like most like I'd never thought about that like when I was doing the perks for Indiegogo yeah. so it's like <laughs> I stretched myself so thin, and it was so rough. So I was like, "I'll never do Indiegogo again." I don't <laughs> care if I have to make a movie for like five hundred dollars. But now, I, as the reality creeps in, I'm like, "Okay, well, the next time, just don't do fucking perks like that, <laughs> fucking idiot." Like, or or put someone in charge of that instead of putting yourself in charge. Like, ask for help. It's like very silly stuff. I had to learn the 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 tough way,
0: <laughs> dude. Yeah, but the thing, like, <clears throat> again, like that's what that's what they always say is like you're like l- you'll learn the hard way and then you won't make that mistake again. Like, but like
1: I won't either. <laughs> 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 that's that's what was so fantastic about about grief as well is just learning, like just learning, learning, learning. Like I I loved it. <clears throat>
0: that's sick, dude. Like was so. I I I forgot if I like how was it like directing like wh- what was like I don't know I feel like I already asked that but like there's like some like f- like to like hone in on it like like was it like ugh, I don't even know what to say like fucking like mind like you f- know fuck with your brain or whatever like how was it to like tell people what to do
1: It's fine I mean um you prepare yourself for it the moment you write lines okay. because you aren't writing them for yourself yeah that's true <laughs> so, You're like these are going to come out of somebody else's mouth so <laughs> i don't know i always thought it would be weird because i've had like management roles at work in the past and you know i'm just i think in a capitalist setting i was i hated it i hated telling people what to do i hated expecting tasks to be done yeah um but when it came to a passion project it's like a sink or swim thing and like you think about it either subconsciously or consciously that these people have all come together and are are in this place um, in service to your vision or something you wrote or know some people are being paid but most of them are not yeah yeah. so you kind of have to do it like you have to act like you have to uh tell people what to do yeah yeah yeah. um or nothing is going to get done so yeah it's interesting um it was it was more and it was tougher on uh morning deliveries the first time but i've worked with the same people since then so you just have a shorthand you have goof around you know it's 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 a lot easier
0: that's awesome dude no i was gonna say like because if yeah if you you definitely have the same crew i feel like it would definitely like you said like shorthand like you'll get it done like quicker because you know each other's like ins and outs basically and like that that's that's how i work with like danny like oh granted we've been (laughs) twins our whole life but like (laughs) uh like it definitely like us having almost like the same brain makes it really really easy like uh, totally yeah dude um but uh one thing i really wanted to know was like uh were you a a huge part in the editing process or did you like have hands-on editing or like how did that go because i know when we're editing like danny will do like all the hands-on shit because i'm really slow at it and like i'm not good danny fucking rules at it but like um (laughs) I, I sit behind him and like I always feel like whenever I sit and now I'm just like rambling but like I'll I'll say like oh yeah we're editing a movie like to someone and or like a video and then uh. I'm like fuck I'm not doing shit besides saying <laughs> cut that le- last second off and and Danny you're like, there
1: you're assistant editing
0: see thank you okay thank you because that's I, I needed a term <laughs> because like I'm always sitting there and thinking and like Danny will straight up say be like no, if you weren't there, I I wouldn't have done these certain things. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not fucking <laughs> doing anything. Like I always feel like worthless, but like, okay, assistant editing, that's me now.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I edit them. I edit them. I'm I do that.
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay <laughs> like, but um, are you the sole editor or do you have like an assistant editor that's sitting there with you, or do you like send it off to like that assistant editor to cut down what you've done?
1: i'm the sole editor oh Um, shit on grieve evan is is credited as assistant editor but he hates that he
0: is
1: (laughs) (laughs) he's like i don't want that title but i needed a space to fill like in the time that the guy is driving um i needed to fill that (laughs) with credits (laughs) and we ran out of people and i kept wanting to like make people up but I was like if you have this e- this credit then it'll go on your IMDB it's just another thing <laughs> that's true um, so yeah I added him as an editor just as he might have helped with something I don't know <laughs> uh, after I had sent it but no I'm the sole editor yeah
0: damn okay because I that that to me is like psychotic because <laughs> like because like having that but then again again it is your vision it is like that but like god I would feel like it's what I would I always chalk that shit up to is um, when you when you were a kid and you made your room a huge mess and then your parents like (laughs) clean it up and like you're like fine but you don't know where to start and you're like I'm screwed like I'm gonna be in my room for the rest (laughs) of my life like that's how I feel like editing is
1: (laughs) so you when you write the script yeah you'll go through it at the end and you'll do scenes like scene, like, uh, so like scene one, scene two, scene okay. 32. Yeah. And then when you, before you shoot, you create a schedule, you know, of, of a, a smart schedule of, of when to shoot those in, on <laughs> using schedule so many times, but you <laughs> use that schedule to schedule days, uh, correct i don't know now i'm now i'm rambling but um so when you have a the clapboard or whatever yeah yeah it'll always it'll say you know scene 32 blah 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 so when you're editing you just go with the script you start you know scene one you know a yeah like this angle and then you've already written it in so when you go through the footage you just go to the correct clapboard which it's already labeled and it's it's so easy at that oh, point. Oh, um, okay. It's just an. I love <clears throat> rhythm. I love um, rhythmic editing, uh, and that's my my bread and butter. Like, I, editing's one of my favorite part of of the filmmaking process because you get to go in there and like problem solve even more than you had uh, previously, but you're doing it by yourself like you are the only one um and it's tough to disregard things like score and sound while you're while you're doing things because it seems like you're putting together like the shitty house yeah like the entire time <laughs> it's so until true. it's built and you like stand <laughs> back and you're like oh shit this house is actually kind of tight and then you're like lather on the paint of the score and like you know sound design and all that stuff and it's like damn i fucking built a fucking house i can live in i can sell um yeah so i love editing
0: dude that's awesome but like dude that analogy of a shitty house is so good because you 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 don't (laughs) you don't think about like because i always thought like when like you, because w- when someone told me, it was like, yo, if you watched a horror movie with like no music, it's not going to be as scary. And like, or for uh, some like horror movies, of course. And I was just like, mm-hmm. and then I'd see it taken out on YouTube, and I'd be like, yeah, that jump scare did not do anything to me. Like it was just like ah, like instead of being like the buildup of music being like you're about to be scared, like. Mm-hmm. but like <laughs> a
1: sound is incredible they uh have those like fake trailers where they'll you know like elf yeah yes. they'll make it a yeah. thriller <laughs> and like the shining where they'll make it a comedy it's like <laughs> yeah. wow that's really something if you just switch the context around a little bit and add a different score
0: that's that's mind-blowing because it's it's so true i would have like until someone told me about it i never would have thought about the music being that integral to the, the thing i just thought it was like a part of it like it's as if someone held their cell phone up to the camera mic at the same time and it was like go like but like like yeah i would have never thought about that that's it's it's fucking crazy so yeah dude i again going about that analogy is fucking awesome because you are just you're building a shitty house until everything is like the plywood's up the fucking like the stucco all this bullshit is then you're like oh wow now i now i can live here i love that
1: yeah it's such a collaborative process as well like the more people you bring in to um contribute uh the better things get especially because i mean I, i planned on doing at one point, you know, it's like you against the world. It's yeah. like, well, I'll do it all my fucking self. I'll fucking <laughs> score it. I'll, I'll do this. I'll do this. Um, but the more people you let in, the more people that uh, come to you and try to collaborate, the better things get. It's great.
0: That's that's awesome, dude. Like, like so would you say out of like, out of the whole grieve process, like, would you say that editing the editing was the most like i i know it sounds like childish but the most fun part was that like what would you say is the most fun part about making a movie
1: shooting okay. It, it okay because it's um it's just like a great like community you know hell yeah um and when you pick when you work with professionals it's it's not as much of a job in terms of like the directing the behind the scenes Because everyone already knows what to do, they know. They sometimes they, you know, the only time they actually need to be, you know, ask questions or need to be, I hate to say it like this, but like told what to do. Yeah, is when it's in terms of artistic direction. Um, Oh, so that's so that was great. Like, I mean, we had such a small crew, but they were all so professional that um, there's like two people for one, I guess. Dude
0: that's see that that's fucking awesome and like i i personally think it would be uh, awesome but like again it's it would be another person being there but like have you i bet you already definitely have thought about it but having like a person to shoot behind the scenes stuff so you would have extra like content after the fact
1: yeah we had um somebody there who was acting as uh production assistant who was also doing, um, behind the scenes photography. Oh, not as much, uh, videography, but yeah, we should share that. We've, we've shared little bits at a time, but, um, it's hard to, you know, share 10 photos at a time or something, I guess.
0: (laughs) No, no, exactly. But like, because I, I, that it's just like when you're watching your favorite band record a record, like watching that, 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 the studio updates are so fucking cool. And like, so seeing that on, on a film that like you've made, I think would be fucking gnarly. Like that would be so cool.
1: Yeah. I'll post some. Um, yeah. Now that I think it, I've never thought of it, uh, really in terms of that, um, cause I love that stuff too, but I, I never thought to share it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Well, cool, dude. That'll be awesome then. Oh uh, yeah. Dude. Like, uh, and then you were saying, like, you love slow films. What, what about slow films do you, like, what draws you to that?
1: I, I mean, the, the world is so quick, you know, just the second you leave your door, it's like things are flying by at a yeah. thousand miles an hour. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, with slow films, um, there's a movement called slow cinema. It's, I love it. Yeah. Um, uh it's just an easier way to soak into something and at heart i guess i'm just an emo like yeah. <laughs> i like when i got into all this shit, it's just like i loved emo like i loved post-rock and things like that and i think that um slow films specifically slow cinema um is kind of the equation uh, or the it, it vibes well with emo or post-rock. They're like the filmic version of those, those genres because a lot of the time it's, you know, it's just somebody, you know, sitting, this sounds reductive, but somebody sitting, you know, staring out into nothing, you know, Yeah. (laughs) Um, maybe a voiceover, you know, and sometimes that scene will last, you know, one, two, three minutes. Um, And I get, uh, I get so sick of like modern filmmaking and like cutting every three, you know, even five seconds. Like sometimes I'll watch a film, a modern film, and like I'll count between between cuts and it'll just be like one, two, three cut, <laughs> one, two cut, one, two, three cut. Yeah. It's like, uh, I wanna make movies where it's like <laughs> minutes, like, you know, like yeah. I just like I don't want the camera to move. It's kind of like surveillance art almost but um shot with a beautiful camera and uh yeah just like um like a moving painting almost you know because okay. the camera's not that acrobatic it's not if anything we pan sometimes we dolly um sometimes we zoom we didn't have a zoom lens but we've managed uh but yeah i don't like movement in film. (laughs) I like to let, I like to plan and I like to, um, create, um, moments that can, that can occur in one shot or one take. And it's my dream to, uh, make like films where say it's like a collection of 65 cuts only in, you know, an 80 minute film or something like that. So,
0: that's that's insane like like but like i i like that again like i always equate things to like music because that's basically like seeing a band live like you have to have everything like as perfect as possible uh because if one person fucks up you have to restart you know what i mean like or like recording i guess but like Mm -hmm. um but yeah dude and that's a
1: good analogy too though because like if you go see a drone band or a sludge band, it's like, that's an, another litmus test for like slow, like, I don't know. Like, can you sit there that long yeah. for, you know, this one minute feedback part that goes into <laughs> a two minute sludge part where it's <laughs> like, cause that, yeah, that's, um, very similar. Yeah.
0: Yeah, dude. Like, and like when you were saying like how the, how fast paced the cutting is and everything, like, It just sucks because I feel like it's just it just keeping up with like modern times with like keeping the attention of people because the attention span is so short now that like like when I whenever I hear people saying like, oh, I want to put on like a playlist or or just like do singles or something like that. That to me is. I fucking hate that because I, I'm the type of per- like, and, and I'm not bagging on people that do it. Like, I just personally love full length records. Like I, yeah. like, I think EPs are cool, but like, if I had a full length, I'm going to be so much happier. Like it's something, something about that just makes me feel like, Oh, well they put all this work into it. I want to hear the whole thing, how it's supposed to be heard the way they heard it.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. Um, because you know singles and things like that can be like an like an e- economic way to release music yeah. and maintain a fan base by by um what do you call it consistently (laughs) sorry
0: yeah
1: yeah like consistently having music coming out over time instead of putting out a whole record over time or instead of putting out like two to three songs and then an album yeah um so that makes a lot of sense for you know just money wise um especially when it comes to like hip-hop and shit like that Uh but yeah the the album is a lost art um people are very used to listening to songs like one song from an album, you yeah. know, adding that to a playlist and not listening to the whole album, which, you know, I'm sure you're old enough. Uh, there was a time when there were CDs or whatever you can not like, I mean, you could create a mix CD, but yeah. a lot of the time you're buying an album or downloading an album and you're listening to it from the beginning to the end. Exactly. And I don't think people do that as much. Um, but that's, it's, it's so cool when, when a band can, create a whole and it may not be the intention most of the time because you know not everybody creates concept albums or whatever but like
0: yeah a,
1: a consistent mood from beginning to end um or just a consistent energy from beginning to end or mood etc um yeah i agree but i see both ways most definitely oh i i um uh, i would never i don't know about the one single <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah dude like but like no you made like you made a great point like keeping a consistent fan base by like putting out a single or whatever the fuck like i i i i totally get that because like i always i always want to, i would love if my band was like current like always in like the, the 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 eye of the person listening to it but like i don't know i just i love constantly putting out shit just because i'm like oh this is something new fuck yeah i hope people like it like but like the the album is like one of the great like greatest things like you said like getting a cd like if you had that like you that's what you had to listen to like that's it you bought that like going on spotify you have the whole world's discography at your at your fingertips which is sick as fuck like i totally think that's awesome but i just loved that like you had to focus in on this record, and then that to me gives like such a level of like nostalgia to the said records and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'm half guilty too, though. I don't, you know, I buy records, mm-hmm. not as much as I used to, but yeah, same here. It's like a lot of the time I'm going to be streaming things. Oh, dude! A lot of the time I'm going to oh, be doing playlists <laughs> rather than whole records. <laughs> um, usually, you know, sometime a lot of the time stuff i listen to from beginning to end is heavy music whereas you know like other stuff ambient music um is more playlist worthy
0: see that makes sense to me because like whenever i'm listening like one record that i've been like obsessed with for like last couple days is this band called boy genius they're this indie like julian baker phoebe bridges and lucy dacus three amazing vocalists and that record Oh, it's fucking phenomenal! Like whenever I listen to it, I listen to it in its entirety. But like when you said, like, like the instrumental type shit, like I could totally see doing that on playlist for sure. Like, and I mean, granted the other music too. But like, uh, but like, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean with that.
1: Yeah, but people should do more albums. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's, that's that's the message.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> dude oh my god yeah that that was uh but yeah that's what I love and then dude like seeing that like you guys are working on new shit is so fucking cool like because I like I hit up I hit up Rue because I was like oh man because I, I saw in some other podcast that you guys did that like he's like the encyclopedia for you guys like he'll know like everything about your like lineage I guess and
1: <laughs> he and, probably hates that yeah, yeah
0: well i don't know where i fucking heard that and uh what was i gonna say and i was just like oh dude like yeah i would love to see if you uh, would do it he was like yeah and then i was like are you free and then he just showed me a video of sam like and i was like oh fuck like you are kind of free like but like (laughs) uh but no dude like seeing that was just crazy like does it is it feel weird to be working on new music for that for heavy heavy
1: no um no, it's uh, it's interesting. It feels natural. It's oh, yeah. Uh, we wrote some stuff in April. We wrote like three songs, and then since then, we have a group chat, and uh, people send you know parts to the group chat, and yeah. like Rue will meet up with Chris. That's all. That's kind of always been the beginning of every song. Is like Rue and Chris meeting up. Okay. they their brothers, and and it's bass and drums it's like the most natural thing yeah um so it's it's been cool it's um it's different because it's like it seems like uh an amalgamation of of everything we've put out um even though dan denies he was even part of hospital Palmer, <laughs> <laughs> really? I think he's me- mentally blocked it or something like that <laughs> yeah there was a time when he he Totally denied that he was a part of it, that he recorded it, and that he, he was on that record. And we were like, no, uh, <laughs> you definitely were. Like, It's, it's just you, no Chip. Right? <laughs> um, Don't worry. So yeah, that's interesting.
0: Dude, because uh, when we played with you guys, di- you guys didn't play any Hospital Bomber, right?
1: No, they won't play it. Uh, I mean, because Chip's not on it, so...
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Because this would be like him. I don't know, playing with Dan or something. I don't know. Yeah. but they're just they're they're cool off it. Like they don't want to play it. So.
0: Oh, okay. I was gonna say because like, Riley recently just brought up. He was like, "Yo, Hospital Bomber is such a fucking great EP," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know. It's only like six seconds long, and it's fucking awesome." Like, but like <laughs> we like we incompetent sperm is such a. Such a gnarly song, dude. like,
1: yeah, thank you. i like I like those songs a lot, um, so I wish we could play them, but I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. Those songs are kind of like, I don't know if I could play them live, um, oh really? It's because I, I think I punched in a lot, um, which I don't traditionally do, yeah, when we record, um like punching in like you know what I'm talking about, yes, um, yeah, yeah, and. I think it's kind of unfair. My my favorite thing to do in the past was, you know, just to um, record record start to finish. That way, it's something that you could reproduce live and maybe punch in a little to make things a little stronger. But yeah, Um, I won't argue that it sounds better. (laughs) uh, I just don't. It. uh, I don't know. I just think it's it's it creates undue expectations.
0: No, and that that's that's so true because like like I know there's definitely times where like again where Danny was just like he he would he would punch in but like for the most part like the dude we record with he's always like okay do it in one take and we're like yeah sick and like but it's funny because let's just say Danny's voice cracks Danny and I love that shit like fuck ups are like the mm. greatest thing ever and like and like our recording engineer will usually delete and be like okay go again and like we're like but that was so perfect because of how, f- like, because that's how he's going to sound live. He's just going to sound fucking, like, broken as fuck for the most part. And, like, um, but, yeah, that's why we like we like to also do, like, like like his vocal, like, his, like, echo effects. Like, we like to use the pedals recording instead of, like, doing it post. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it just gives it to, like, we're, like, oh, this is exactly what he would do live. Like I, I totally agree with that.
1: Certainly, yeah, um, and I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds. I hope I'm hoping for this uh, newer record. We're gonna have more than just um, Danny and I doing vocals. I was hoping, hoping to do like everybody, but Chip, pretty much. Um, yeah, <laughs> so like a lot of vocals going at once, type thing. That's um, sick. Is a is a goal for this. Whether it shapes out, we'll see. But um, yeah, speaking of Ed Gein, like everybody in that band, like did vocals. Yeah. Um, and I just think it would be be pretty cool to get, you know, like Rue and Chris on the mix. It's like their voices in it and things like that, and like make it more varied because the songs are pretty strange uh-huh. um, and all over the place and and fast. So I just think it would it would match it and bring a new level to the, to the band, I guess.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. Like, I and like I don't know that I think that's such like because like when you did the 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 spot on our song, that's like one vocal style I've never heard you do before. So like I was just like, whoa, like this is totally different. I fucking love that. Like I always thought that was so cool and like knowing that like if you guys had like four voices that would be <laughs> fucking crazy because it's like oh I wonder who this is like that's so fucking sick <laughs> yeah
1: yeah with um like features and stuff like that I love to do things that I wouldn't normally because it's just boring otherwise you know and <laughs> I, <don't, laughs> I like to constantly do things just a little different like like when we play live I I don't think I ever do anything exactly the same um and i like that but i don't know if other people do Um, (laughs) but it, it keeps it interesting for me and i think that's really all that matters
0: yeah dude no that that is all that matters because no matter what like they're coming to see you guys anyways and like if that's what you want they're gonna be like that's so cool like that's how i would feel like if i if you just walked around just like doing like like mumbling, I'd still be like, but this is heavy low. Like,
1: I wouldn't do that.
0: I know, I know. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be terrible. Imagine, dude, like you're just like, this is my favorite band. He mumbled the whole time. Uh, (laughs) But dude, and then, oh yeah, like with that, how was going to Japan? That looked sick.
1: It was great. It was, that's uh, another dream of mine that I never thought would be possible. Um, so, you know, I'm not ever going to be able to afford to go to a foreign country out of pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like any traveling I've ever done is, is because of the band and I'm incredibly grateful for it. Um, I've grown up poor. I'm poor now. I'll always be poor. I'll die poor. If I can, <laughs> but through the band, certain things can be achieved yeah. <laughs> um under that that umbrella and uh so going to Japan was just incredible like it's um so cool. it was beautiful it was cool um like just it was unconventional in that we uh for the first half of it um we just carried our luggage and our instruments onto like trains because they do <laughs> a lot of bullet trains and shit like that yeah And we'd we'd travel from city to city that way. Um, which was stressful as fuck, but you're also seeing so much more that way. Um and getting to experience so much more like of that that culture and that life, like that that kind of getting to see people go into their nine to fives and all that stuff. Oh, that's cool. Um was really cool. I won't lie though, like when we did finally get the van, it was like incredibly chill (laughs) and uh was nicer to just like examine life from the window rather than like rush from place to place (laughs) with our uh, with our luggage it was cool it was um very uh gratifying just like having people come come to the shows and like be like like legitimate like Fans and excited about it, and it's like, what the fuck, dude, we're in Japan, like these fools. Like, I don't know, it's like bringing these. I've never seen one of our records in uh Japanese. Uh, what? And somebody brought one, and it was wild, just like all the words on it. I mean, the characters on it, and things like that. It's like, wow, they actually like translated the lyrics of Turtle Nipple uh into Japanese for this thing, <laughs> dude. Just so wild looking. <laughs> just-
0: <laughs> isn't that the isn't that the record that you say Fark's fart soaked pillows double as flotation devices? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Knowing that they had to translate that is so fucking awesome. Like,
1: like that. It's probably the least weird thing in Japan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it probably is, but like, I, that's the first one that came to my brain. That like certainly, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> that's so awesome. Oh my god, dude! Like that's so crazy. I didn't know. I just assumed they would have gotten our albums from here. Like I didn't know they actually translated them. That's ridiculous.
1: It's such a um it's such a bubble there. Like there are such fantastic bands there that you know since being home I haven't really been been able to access or find. Oh whoa. Um possibly because I'm not, you know, you have to search in like um kanji or whatever the characters are oh yeah to find it but even then like it's 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 a tricky game um but they stay very in their lane kind of like when we get japanese bands out here um it's kind of i wouldn't say an anomaly especially in like the punk and hardcore scene but anything outside of that is pretty wild yeah um but yeah the, i think you know It's cool. I I I mean, it's probably cooler for them to have an import of something like that. But um, when it's coming from, I don't know. That's such an interesting. I I've never thought about that. It's like, yeah, you would think that they would just have an English copy, but of course, there are probably you know branches, especially coming from Ferret back then. Yeah, um, where it would feed into that, and then another distribution label takes over from there, and then it's like a Japanese distro. should have looked at the back
0: (laughs) it was just it was just a homemade one like
1: uh (laughs) dude no i had seen it in the past because it came with um an o card you know like the the little um it's like an outside sleeve that hangs over the edge you know i don't know if you've ever seen one of those it's like uh i think so it's pretty tight it's like a thing of the 2000s for sure but it's like it hangs just over the, where the CD um, folds open and it's like, you take it off to open. It's fun.
0: Oh, weird. Oh, oh. But yeah, I had seen I, that I, in I'm Japanese, right like forever ago. No and I was like, way. oh shit.
1: That's sick.
0: Dude, that's, be- oh, they had, dude, that like, again, like I'm seeing that is so fucking cool. Like, why did we not get that? And they got that, you know, like I want that. <laughs> like, that's so sick. Yeah that's oh damn dude that's it's so crazy and like and and it's crazy again like that they they translated it because like your vocals are the same like you know like unless they had some dude translate your vocals or something but like uh but like that's 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 so i I think that's so cool that they went in to do that that because then people of that country can then read be like oh okay let's listen to this (laughs) yeah
1: yeah people were singing along too so i don't know but a a lot of people out there speak english so yeah
0: dude like 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 that how like i know you like you guys have been like all over the states and stuff but like how did did how did it feel to have people from out of country sing your stuff that has that has to be like crazy
1: it's cool um I always disassociate, really. Oh, really? Um, <laughs> a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, with a lot of things, I disassociate and just like float out. Um, especially when we play, because I'm not a particularly outgoing person. I'm not, you know, yeah, um, a very social person. So f- the the fact that I um, do that, sing, and all that stuff on and what they call a frontman, I guess, in a band is is a little strange for me. Um, and I guess I, I, a lot of the time, I kind of just disassociate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but yeah, thinking back on it, it's like, of course, it's incredible. Um, it's very weird for me constantly, especially because nowadays, those are lyrics that I wrote, you know, sometimes 18 years ago. So it's like, (laughs) or 15, you know, it's like, that's gosh, maybe 16, some of them. It's like, (laughs) so they're not my words anymore. I'm a completely different person. Yeah. Um, And a lot of them are quite juvenile. So it's (laughs) like, I think that's why it just doesn't, it means the world that people, it's more the energy and the more the attendance, and you know, just people appreciating the music and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, at this age, I get so, so, um, introspective about, you know, the words and things like that, what I'm saying yeah. every night. And I'm like, ah, if I think about it too much, I get bummed about it. So I have to disassociate it in, in some regard. Oh, shit. Um, okay. When I'm singing, you know, stuff i wrote when i was 18 or 19 <laughs> and it's like the dumbest shit ever and i <laughs> wish i could be saying you know singing something else because those are our popular songs you know
0: yeah yeah exactly
1: <laughs> but turtle is a little more mature and i i enjoy singing those songs because i was i was in a little bit you know just a better headspace more original headspace yeah um but when it comes to like everything's watched, I'm like fuck this shit. Dude. It's just <laughs> like not my thing at all. <laughs> I can appreciate the rhythms and like the delivery and things like that, but when it comes down to the lyrics and like just not my thing.
0: Yeah. No, which which I feel like is going to be like the like the out of out of everyone in a band, I feel like the lyrics are definitely going to be the the harshest. Like you're going to be the harshest critic because I'll go back and listen to drums and be like, fuck, that's that shit sucks. But like, I'm yeah. not analyzing like the words I I did, you know, like I feel like that would be like on a whole nother level.
1: Yeah, you can do like a fill and like it not change the song. Yes. Uh, or alter the mood at all. But I can't go in there and sing completely different lyrics than what were written because <laughs> then it's not the song. Exactly. Like, <laughs> And he can do a breakdown and then do, you know, like, oink, oink, or whatever the fuck <laughs> yeah. it is. But I can't fucking say a different word there. You know, it's just not, I can do, I can say it different, which is what I was talking about earlier. Like I can, you know, scream a different pitch or, you yeah. know, say it plainly or, you know, yada, yada. Um, but that's all I got. Yeah, <laughs> I can't change, you know, <laughs> the juvenile nature of the lyrics <laughs> that I wrote when I was a child.
0: That's so crazy, dude. No, that totally makes sense, man. Like,
1: like not that they're all bad either, you know. I am still proud of some of them and 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 some of them have some air of intelligence, but they are, you know, mostly written um with anger or <laughs> just young angst, goofy, yeah. you know, shock shock stuff where it's like I am not that person anymore. Like I'm much better things to say now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Dude. Oh man. That's so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like, uh, because like I've never, I've never thought of it because like whenever I listen to like, like you guys, like I recently, I've been listening to a lot more of like hospital bomber just because like Riley was like, yo, this EP is fucking gnarly. I'm like, yeah. And then I just go back to the discography and like for the first time, like, Honestly, I never listened to like, uh, what was it? Uh, courtside. I I I listened to that record one time, and like, and like it's good, but like I always listen to everything or Turtle Nipple most most of the time. But like,
1: uh, yeah, courtside was a very interesting time. I had just um joined the band, like maybe a quarter of the way through the recording of it.
0: Oh whoa! Really?
1: So like, we would write and we'd go in there and change things around. We would we recorded in um, a giant warehouse in Mountain View, California, where there was earthquake relief efforts (laughs) all throughout the warehouse. (laughs) So it's just like medical medical equipment and like a thirty foot tall pile of clothes that we would just like tunnel through and like flip into and play in. But if you walked through that, there was a door, like it looked like a hangar almost. There's a door and that led into a small office space. And that's where, um, this guy who was mostly a hip hop producer and knew coddle the other singer yeah. and was recording us. Um, so that was a, so such a strange time. Cause we would just get so fucking high And whoever was not recording would just wander through these liminal space offices (laughs) or this massive dark, because we didn't know how to turn on the lights. I don't even think it was allowed, but just like this (laughs) massive dark warehouse with this giant mound of clothes that we would pick through and we would get things out of. I found like a 1986 World Series shirt in there. No way! And we just play through stuff and... It was so interesting, but we were such children. Yeah. Like, I think Matthew, um, the other singer, was the oldest, and I think he's like 22 or 23, but I was 18. Rue was like 15. What? <laughs> it was so Holy silly. shit! Yeah. No fucking
0: way! <laughs> dude. dude the
1: third. It was an interesting time, but like looking back on it now, it's like, like Chip wasn't on that record. It was this guy named Robbie Dalla, who's we don't really keep in contact with. I think he's doing well, though, but... Um, very interesting guitar tone on that that thing. It just sounds like an RC car.
0: <laughs> dude, now I want to go back and listen to it just for that. Like, that's amazing. <laughs> like an RC car. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, dude, like, a 30-foot pile of clothing is, like...
1: That's maybe hyperbolizing. It was pretty fucking big still, that it is.
0: <laughs> knowing that you I'm going to say girls. at
1: least 20.
0: <laughs> but still like you said tunneling through them. Like that sounds like to me at 32 like I would still love to be like okay well it, it sounds like it's a fort, dude and like that's like the it coolest was, yeah. thing. Yeah, that's the sickest thing ever. Like <laughs> Dude, that's awesome! You're not gonna
1: suffocate if it collapses. Exactly, you'll just be warm. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but beside that, there were just lanes and lanes of, um, you know, like hospital beds and like uh, the stands that you would hang an IV bag from, and very weird. We should have, if I had been, I mean, back then they didn't really have camera phones, I guess, but uh, if I had been able to i we might have made a video back then but
0: dude i'm just surprised you guys didn't like take promos or something in there like that that seems like it would have been like the craziest shit like just like
1: there was no light in there oh I know yeah, we took said, yeah photos in the office space I we still i can still remember those photos and find them on google um <laughs> but the warehouse was like a pitch black like the only light that got in there was what escaped from outside and what escaped from the office. <laughs>
0: That's crazy, dude.
1: It's freaky, but it was, it was, it was pretty cool.
0: <laughs> dude. Well, well, dude, like this has been awesome. Thank you for coming on again, man. This was so fucking cool. Yeah. Hell yeah.
1: Yeah. Hell yeah. Dude. Fun. As always. Yeah. By the dude. way, I was playing zombies before I got on here. I, I, downloaded the um zombie chronicles or whatever you know that bullshit where oh it's just yeah like yeah. all the zombie maps it's like i had to go back in time and play those older ones do so downloaded that just now I as I was re reacquainting myself with that so are, is it, it it is it
0: okay that's sick because i i've been wanting to know someone that has played them and uh what was i gonna say uh do is it them just like re like like reskinned and it feels the same or like was it is it fun?
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't dive too deep into it, um, but it, yeah, it looks like they're just in HD now, and uh, there's there's things on there I haven't played because um, when they were coming out, they were coming out so fast. I was just like, I'd I'd get them one at a time instead of doing like the the pass. Yes, exactly. So there's like. There's a moon one on there. I was like, "Oh fuck the fucking moon!" What
0: the um, fuck, really?
1: Yeah. So it, it's Call of Duty Three Zombie Chronicles. You just have to get the the add on or whatever, dude. Then um, I think I think I'm gonna be diving into it because I just miss like that mindless. There is strategy, but like I miss that like mindless, just like blasting zombie shit running around
0: dude no that was that it's it's seriously so much fun like because like uh the couple times we played was fucking awesome and then like right after that our our other friend brad like we started like playing like crazy we got to like wave like 50 or 60 on like it was ridiculous like it took us literally four hours and like we we're like <laughs> and like <laughs> after the fact like i think my xbox froze so like I, it just like ended the game for me but like uh that shit was fun, man. I like, like you said, the mindless, just like, and like upgrading weapons. I think that's the coolest shit. And like, and like, yeah. It's dude, yes. That I am totally gonna get that because I totally, I forgot that even came out.
1: I'll send you a link to. Um, I got it on eBay for like five dollars. Oh, like a, sick! But you have to like activate a VPN and then log into your Microsoft account and then download it and then turn off the VPN what but the I fuck <laughs> dude that's it's completely safe <laughs> uh, you're just activating a code from argentina oh. so your computer needs to think you're in argentina
0: dude yes please send that to me because I, danny and i will get that like tonight because that like i miss zombies so much
1: yeah it's it's a blast yeah let's play dude
0: hell yeah dude let's do it that'd be awesome
1: Hell uh, yeah good talking to you man
0: yeah good talk, to- dude seriously that was fucking awesome
1: yeah, yeah. Keep in touch. Uh.
0: I think you know March twenty fifth should just be National Yard House Day, right? That sounds like a good. Okay, what, what does that even mean for this? But yeah, oh, it was so cool to talk to Rob again. Like, like <laughs> I loved, I loved being able to go into like the details of filming and everything that goes with it. I think that is so fucking cool. It's like it would be so much fun to do that, just to like be around in that environment. It. It was fucking awesome. So, dude, thank you for coming on and talking about that. And as always, talking about Heavy Low is one of the coolest things ever because I fucking love that band. So that was cool. Like, you know, just a little thing, you know? But anyways, thank you. Thank you so much, dude. And hey, if this is your first time here, hello. If it's your second time here, hello again. Um, But... uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I know I did. It's always fucking cool talking to so many, like, just talking to people is just so cool. So, oh, it was, oh this is awesome. So, um, I hope you enjoyed, which I already said, but I'm going to say it again. And I will see you on the next episode. Bye. Hey, the voice you're listening to is Josh Matthews. That's me. The person that basically produces the show is my brother, Danny Matthews. The person that wrote the intro is Nick Riggs. It's sick. And guess what? That's it.